You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host, Jim Taddy. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mike Ross, for that fine introduction. Welcome to Leaf Sky, episode number 136. Jim Taddy with you for the next half hour. Terry Koshin from the Toronto Sun will be our guest today. And we're going to go over the state of the Leafs. Before we get going, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also turn smaller bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is the call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for complete details. All right, on to the hockey story. And I got a head scratcher here. What the heck are we looking at here with the Toronto Maple Leafs? I don't know. That is the answer. We're going to play Jeopardy with Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun later on, but I'm going to throw this at you. Here are the regulation wins the Leafs own so far this season. Let's go back to Saturday, October 14, 7-4 over Minnesota. The next regulation win is Tuesday, October 24th in Washington, 4-1. Then Thursday, October 26th in Dallas, 4-1. That's three. And then we have to go to, i got to turn the page here, Saturday, November 11th, 5-2 against Vancouver. And Friday, November 17th. 3-2 over Detroit in a game in Sweden. Those are the five regulation wins this team owns. I want to go back to another date, and that'll be Friday, November 10th against Calgary. They blew a 4-1 lead, won 5-4 in a shootout, and they followed that up the next night with that win over Vancouver and then the win over Detroit in Sweden. And then since then, an overtime win over Minnesota that was also in Sweden, then an overtime loss to Chicago, a loss outright to Pittsburgh, a shootout win over Florida, a shootout win over Seattle, and an overtime loss to Boston. There's nothing in regulation there other than the Detroit and Vancouver games. This is an odd look, to say the very least. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Is the glass half full or is it half empty? Well, let's play Jeopardy now with Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun and figure this mess out. Terry, we're going to start this off by playing Jeopardy. The category is things that add up for the Maple Leafs. And the answer is Minnesota, Washington, Dallas, Vancouver, and Detroit. What is the question? Who have the Leafs beaten in regulation? You are correct, sir. You go on to the lightning round. <laughs> it's phenomenal to say in early December, the regulation win total remains at five. It's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and I guess the other side of that is if that's all, if that's the only information you had, Jim, uh, someone said, you know, it's here we are first week of December, the Leafs have just five regulation wins. You're probably envisioning a, a, a scenario where they're at or near the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. Well, as we know, that's not the case. You know, in a wild card spot right now. And uh, okay, how do you, how do you, what's about, how do, the positive of this is you, um, the Leafs are, you know, 
getting it done in, in regulation and or sorry in uh, in overtime and um and uh in shoot it's like the seven and three now beyond overtime or beyond regulation but it's kind of like almost like a false positive in a way like i know that those points are there jim but you know sheldon keith said to us last week at one point we're, we're not putting teams away in regulation but they're not putting us away either um that's a certainly a, a glass half full way of looking at it but yeah. You know, you figure these things will start to get out of their system, but maybe we're getting deeper into saying this is what the Maple Leafs are and uh, this is what it will be. Like, I don't know if it's every every single game, it seems like is going beyond regulation. That's not going to keep happening. But, you know, for whatever reason, this is a team that can't hold leads when they're behind, can erase deficits. It's all very odd. It just doesn't really make a heck of a lot of sense, to be quite honest with you. It, it is odd. Their last regulation win was 3-2 over Detroit with a good third-period rally in Sweden, and that was Friday, November 17th. Uh, Kevin Bieks on Hockey Night in Canada had an interesting take on Saturday night, saying that you know the Leafs are learning how to battle in these close games. And and that, I think that's extremely optimistic, and I understand his viewpoint. Uh, my attitude on it would be, um, they just don't finish. They create a lot of troubles for themselves. And I know that's the glass half empty side of things, but you know, you have to understand there's no shootout in, in three on three, five minute overtime in the playoffs. So, so maybe they are battling with adversity here, but boy, it just could be a lot tidier. Oh, for sure. It could be. And you know, you know, the, the injuries on the blue line haven't helped. And, and by that, I mean, you know, a guy like Timothy Lilligren, who I think was coming along, I, you know, I don't know that, They've overly missed John Klingberg, uh, Jim, which you kind of hate to say, but it's true. I mean, he wasn't really yeah. doing a heck of a lot for them offensively or defensively, so that's not really been an issue. The guys who have come in have been fine, but the Ladgesons and the Benoits of the world, if you want to be a contender or a team getting to the playoffs, they shouldn't be regulars. I know that Benoit was last year with Anaheim, but Ladgeson really hasn't been in the NHL, and um you know, Connor Timmons is getting his first go around really with the type of ice time he's getting as well. So it is thin back there. Um, and just mentioned Mark Giordano too, you know, him being out certainly is not good. I thought he was pretty stable when he was in, but it's going to be a while that broken finger. But so anyway, it's to your point, this, this adds up to what we're seeing now where, you know, there are defensive breakdowns and though I like the goaltending that Joseph Wool has provided, there's still times where you think, okay, well, maybe we could have had a save there. It doesn't happen too often. I think he had yeah. a good week last week for the most part, at least still did get five or six points, but uh, you know, maybe may, if, if, a, if a save or two is made over a couple of games, then perhaps the Leafs do win in regulation by a goal. Right. And, and we're looking at this a little bit differently, but um, as, as five man units, it's just not, it's just not overly solid. And, you know, Morgan Riley is the guy back there who is your puck moving defenseman, which is, and you need a few of those people who can do it well on a team with the type of uh, talent that these forwards have. And right now, the Maple Leafs just don't have that. So, as you and I have talked about a lot in the past, Jim, it's on Brad for living to get that sort of player. You know, how easy that will be, what we're, we're going to find out in the next few months. I don't think it will be. But yeah, it's, you're, you're, you're thinking they're going to come out of this. But again, uh, when is that going to be? And uh, maybe something starts on Thursday in Ottawa against the Senators team that is not very good. But again, there's there's no guarantees right now with this Leafs club, that's for sure. Yeah, totally agree. I, I think we're like right on the edge and a couple of bits of analysis. So I'm just going to put them out as, as storylines. I think um, going into the Saturday's game and Domi, of course, answered with a goal. But I think there was a lot of concern about the offseason 
ads in terms of, you know, have they worked out? Bertuzzi, I don't know. Domi, I don't think so. Uh, Reeves, no. Klingberg, no. I mean, it doesn't add up, does it? Well, Jim, you know what? When when of those offseason additions, when you put them all in a basket and you pull out Noah Gregor as the guy that might have had the biggest impact, that's right. not what you want to hear. And that, and that's not a knock on Gregor. I mean, he's been I think he's been really good for them, supplied some energy from uh, that fourth line, a bit of a scoring touch. But, you know, it's just, yeah, what went out and what came in were two different sorts of hockey player, both on the blue line and at forward. Um, you know, on, on the blue line, you lose Jam, of course, and Luke Shen. He wasn't here with the Leafs for long, but he brought an element they didn't have. Klingberg clearly, obviously, doesn't replace that. Not that anybody was expecting him to, but the Leafs just didn't replace that as a whole. Up front, you know, the Leafs made a good penalty killer out of Alex Kerfoot. Uh, you know, he, he brought that uh, sensibility. Uh, Michael Bunting brought a bit more on that top line or in the top six, really, than Tyler Bertuzzi has. Uh, a little bit more speed, I think, in that area, and, and certainly, you know, still brought the uh, the willingness to get his nose dirty around the net. But O'Reilly's, Acharis, um, again, guys who joined the team le- later in the season, but you saw what they could bring, and the Leafs just haven't replaced that. And these guys that we mentioned, you know, Domi finally scoring the first goal. You know, it's it's a nice story for about five seconds, and even. You know, Domi is a pretty honest kid, and he said after I shouldn't even say kid; he's getting up there in his late 20s now but but after it's, it's kind of irrelevant when we don't win and you know i don't know if that's that's pretty hard hard on it but uh you know the fact is one goal in, in 20 plus games here you know bertuzzi's not filling the net either um and, and ryan reeves i mean you know uh, the, the talk going into this game jim against the, the top team in the atlantic division in the boston bruins and, and whether or there might be any redemption for what happened to timothy lilligran well I had big doubts about that going in because these things never, uh, you know, meet the uh, the talk that's happening beforehand. And Ryan Reeves doesn't get on the ice after the midway point of the second in a tight hockey game. So what does that tell you? I mean, it's happened before. Yeah. He's been a healthy scratch. We know that. All the while, Sam Lafferty is out in Vancouver doing good things for the Canucks. And yep. uh, that's got to hurt because that was the move that was made. You know, whether they're directly linked, uh, they aren't. But, you know, that's the move that's made to, to make sure that that money's on the, on, under the cap to pay Ryan Reeves. For not only this year, but the next two years, which is awfully tough to digest if you're a Leafs fan. So, no, they haven't. And uh, they haven't. The thing is, too, that there hasn't been the the snot that, no. that Brad for Living had hoped there would be out of these guys. That's just a matter of fact. just hasn't been there. And... When they're not doing the other things well that you want them to do, I know Keith yesterday was lauding uh, Bertuzzi and that and some of his play, but uh, you know why are these things adding showing up on the score sheet then and helping make these win hockey games? That's the question. Well, I think probably the ultimate uh, statement for all of that of what we've just said over the last three and a half minutes is where the roster is now. You are you're expecting uh, Kyle Dubas like acquisitions of the three forwards and three defensemen to add to this, and I don't know that they have the parts to move out. Well, you don't. And the other thing is, too, is, you know, St. Living gets the defenseman he wants. Say he gets Chris Tanev, Jim, or, or he got Nikita Zadorov. Well, how does that make the, the what the forwards are doing any better and, and their impacts on the game? It, it yeah. really doesn't. I mean, it shores no. up your blue line a bit. Zadorov would have been a depth guy. Uh, Tanev, I think, would be better than that. But but we're not talking about one or two pieces now um, putting the Leafs in a, in, a, in a very opposite direction 
of where they are, which is winning a lot of hockey games in regulation by a couple of goals and then, you know, being a, a legitimate contender next spring. You still have to address somehow the fact that, you know, some of these people aren't getting it done up front. And I don't know how you do that. You know, you, what do you, what do you, do you, are guys like Matthew Nyes or, or, or Nick Robertson, I think has been fine to leave some 11 games on the table. Well, guess what? If you want to, if you want to add something, you have to move something. It's, it's certainly the least case where, you know, the, the money is an issue and, you know, the, the flames couldn't do a deal with them because they didn't want to retain salary in this Dorov deal. Well, if other GMs are going to be like that, Brad, you're living, then they're really stuck. And that's all there is to it. And you go with what you got right now. And this is what it is. I mean, you know, there aren't, uh, you have the injuries on the blue line, Jim, but you don't have any really at forward. And this is what you have up front. You know, I don't know that anyone would really come up right now and help from the Marlies. You know, Alex Steves might get in for a game or two and, and, and see what he could do. But you're not, uh, like I said, one guy is going to send the group the other way. It's got to come from within. But but maybe we're seeing now 20 plus games in that this is, like I said earlier, this is what they are. And so I, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky situation, but... You know, with the log jam in the East, you know, the, the one thing that is good, with, you know, the, these points are, single points are helping the Leafs. They are getting uh, before they get the OT and, and the shootout. And like I said, they're, they're seven and three, so that helps as well. But this is what they are, Jim. Yeah, uh, I, I, there's not there's not a blockbuster coming. There's not a, a big trade coming for a, a stud defenseman. There's not one coming for that that's really going to help you up front. I mean, the Leafs kicked the tires on Patrick Kane, and, and you could we could argue about what he might have brought anyway. He, we know he's not coming here, and that's not really the player that the Leafs need. But no. th this is who they are, and this is what you've got, period. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think the, the surprising part of it is is the uh, – and I don't know what the word is um, because they've, they've had some great moments, but the Fab Four up front have struggled at times. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's problematic because I don't think we've ever seen that before. No, we haven't. Certainly not uh... – at the same time and you know it, it's a what a funny week it was last week right you've got noah gregor who scores uh you know one goal for the leafs and then and then the, the shootout winner and then you know a few nights later you have austin matthews coming like so the, the in that game the, the, your top four doesn't make a difference then a few nights later austin matthews and and probably you know what could be termed the leafs potentially most difficult game of the year probably has the best game of the year yeah. And is excellent for them. You're looking at going, okay, Austin, this is what Sheldon Keefe and the staff need and want from you on a nightly basis. And this is why you're paid to, to do these things on a nightly basis because, uh, or the, the, you're paid answering. So you, you can do these things on a nightly basis. So we know that that's there. Uh, Mitch Marner's game has been off for the most part. I know he had the hat trick earlier in the week and, 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 and looked good doing so, but um, there, there hasn't been a consistency. And now, you know, William Nylander has gone quiet. Uh, for the most part, after that 17-game run to start. And John Tavares is in a rut as well. So it's uh, it's interesting. Um, but again, you know, some of the players that moved out, there was, uh, you know, they were providing things below these guys that helped when they came over, the top guys came over the boards. And like I said, the Leafs aren't necessarily getting that now. I do like the third line, Jim. I think that the Domi, Yarncroke, uh, Robertson line certainly has potential. The the, the trio hasn't been, hasn't been super in the past little while, but uh, together, but I think there's something there. I, I like what Domi's done at center overall, uh, given what we said before. But um, yeah, the top four have to lead the way. And what are we talking about? What are we talking about at the top? Five regulation wins. So yeah. that tells me that that's not happening. Now, listen, there are a lot of factors here for the Leafs record, but that's you're not getting that that type of uh, 
um, on ice leadership from that group that you need. Well, I, I guess we could sum it up by, you know, last year they loaded up and, and uh, got through the first round, but I like the roster. Um, you can't always maintain that with their salary cap problems. And so you might have a dip every once in a while, and maybe this is the dip. Yeah, it could be the dip, but then if we're saying this is the dip and that implies they come out of it and rise on the other side, when would that be and how would that look? I can't tell you that right now, Jim. No, you know? well, they'd have to make yeah. some roster additions, but as we right. discussed, I don't think they have enough to, to send out to get back. No, yeah, they don't. They don't. Now, now I, I, I think for Keith though and the staff, we, you know, there should be some optimism that we know that I think there's the potential there to turn it around because I think once that group of four gets going and if they're all on the same page together, um, you know, these line changes do eventually lead to things. Uh, they, they can be really good. We've seen that. They've been, they've been excellent in the past. But, you know, the fact that we're talking about it and whether it might not happen in, on, you know, in the first week of December, you know, sends up little red flags, I think. Yeah, and we're left with uh, the five regulation wins, a lot of blown leads, and some rallies. So, I mean, we just haven't had the full look. It, it's always been something. Yeah. And like I said, what we're talking about team identity. You know, you know what you're getting with the Bruins coming in. I mean, you know, they lose Bergeron, they lose Krejci to retirement, and, and the Bruins might be an extreme example, Jim, because they just do things so well. But, uh, you know, they just keep rolling. Brad Marchand gets to see on his on his sweater. He knows he drives a lot of people crazy, but he's a unique and excellent hockey player, and they have not really missed a beat. They're getting great goaltending. And Jeremy Swayman and Linus Hallmark have been excellent for them. Yeah. But uh, that's that's the standard that you want to meet. But then, you know, you look further down a bit, and, you know, Detroit is is, is making continues to make noise, and uh, they don't seem to be going away. The Florida Panthers, you talk about teams, okay, what can you take from your – playoff experience and really I guess comparing what the Leafs did last year with the Florida Panthers that are apples and oranges because Florida went all the way to the final yeah. but Panthers you know got through the uh weathered the uh the issues that they might have had with Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour out in the blue line the first couple of months and their heads are, he are head held above water and they're doing good things in the Atlantic Division so they've been able to to move on and I guess you know much of that roster is the same but from the team that went all the way but uh their players have, have led the way that, that have had to. Sam Reinhardt's having a hell of a year. I get that. But we're not seeing that in Toronto. And, you know, uh, Keith doesn't like talking about it too much, but this regulation win thing will keep coming up as long as the Leafs don't get them. And it's legitimate. It's, I don't know. It's, um, you know, you, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure where they go from here. Uh, you know, maybe this something will come out of this week where it's an odd one where they get three practice days. They're off today on Monday and, uh, you know, back on the ice Tuesday, Wednesday. But, you know, I, you say, Jim, something has to change or should change. But like I've said, team identity, this could be what they are. A team that can fall behind and come back. A team that can have a two-goal lead and not hold on to it and wind up losing. Um, it's not good, of course, but, you know, perhaps it's yeah. Well, look, I, I, you know, you're talking about Boston and Florida. Those, those teams, you could easily tell me how they play. They have a system, and, yes. and that's what we're not seeing with the Leafs is any kind of system. Yeah, and, you know, it's um, the, the longer it goes, you, like, you, you can't just say, okay, well, we, we, made, we, we made these changes, and it's taking the new guys all this time to get used to it. You're, they're NHL hockey players. They're not people who are learning the sport for the first time. It's not like – the Leafs are doing anything revolutionary, you know, and overly different from a lot of teams. Um, 
you know, the fact that they've come in and haven't haven't made those impacts. Uh, this isn't about now being new with the team. I mean, they're all comfortable with their new teammates. They're comfortable off the ice, Jim, and it's still not happening that way. But hmm. you look at those teams, and you know what you're getting. Like Boston, you know what you're getting. You walk into that dressing room, you know what you're getting. Um, the Florida Panthers, like you mentioned, you know what you're getting. There's no doubt about it. When the Tampa Bay Lightning were doing what they were doing, and they've fallen off here. Uh, a bit uh, when they were winning Stanley Cups, you knew the type of team that they were you're getting in them. But you know, it, it's too bad it didn't work out for the Leafs last fall or sorry, last spring to a greater degree because I, I did like a lot of those moves that Kyle Dubas had made. Yeah. Um, but now you're all you, well, you are hitting reset in a way, Jim. I know the core four is the same, but you have a new general manager and a different philosophy. Uh, you you hit that button to a degree, and we're seeing that um, you know. Perhaps it wasn't pressed hard enough or, or, or pressed in a different way because it's just not you're, – you're not, you're not comfortable watching the Leafs right now. No, that, that's the best way to sum it up. Terry, yeah. thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Last minute of play in this podcast. Thank you, Mike Ross, for the time. Warning time now for a lickety split. Yes, guy, no guy on the way out. Yes, guy, no guy, number one. Moves have to be made. Oh, yes, guy. I don't know exactly when. I don't know exactly how. I don't know exactly what the price is, but something has to happen here. It's pretty clear. Yes, guy. Yes, guy. No, guy number two. Too much depends on the goaltending of Joseph Wall. Well, I'm going to say yes, guy, to that. Remember, this is his first full season. He's going to have growing pains. If you're going to put it all on him, that is the wrong move. So, yes, guy. Too much depends on goaltender Wall. And we'll go out on this. Yes, guy. No, guy. Number three. Five regulation wins to this point in the season is a big problem. Oh, yes, guy, it is. You can go back to it's not hurting them in the standings, but five regulation wins? Are you kidding me? Yes, guy, this is a concern. Thanks for joining us on Leaf Sky episode 136. Hope you come back next week for episode 137.